BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to a galaxy far, far away. Here at the Cantina Podcast, we provide top shelf service, including rumors, leaks, news, and reviews. Come in, order a loman ale, and remember, no droids allowed. <laughs> I don't, I don't. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the uh, Cantina here on the Genreverse YouTube channel and, and uh, uh, Genreverse Podcast Network, available on all your favorite podcast apps. It's been a while, guys, since you've heard from myself, Kyle, and my uh, uh, co-pilot here, Cam. Uh, we, uh, we had life issues and also, like... Nah, we'll just go with life issues because that was pretty much it. I was going to say there was nothing to talk about, but I think that was just one week and then we've just been unable to to talk about a stuff. A little since, bit, uh, yeah, a little bit. Since, uh, uh, and, you know, we had just kind of come off, obviously, uh, we, we did a Star Wars Visions review. Yeah, we did, we did that. Visions. That um, was the last one, yeah. And then we had obviously done all Mandalorian as well. So, you know, it was just time for a little bit of a break from Star Wars yeah. before we get into what comes next. <laughs> You know, Vision, uh, uh, and Visions stuff vol- coming up. Yeah, I was gonna say Visions Volume Two had its issues. It was it was not as as magical as Volume One. Mm. Uh, and so then good. you look at at the Mandalorian season three, which was mediocre at yeah. best. At yeah, best. It's mediocre. Uh, um, and then. <laughs> You go back and you hit Andor, and you're like, okay, yeah, sure, that was that was that was good. And then you get to I mean, Kenobi, it was about more and than good. Boba Fett, and... it's about more than good. Oh yeah, it was it was great, but I'm just you know g- going on. I don't even. And and it's just like man, uh, Star Wars is Star Wars is is at that point now, even on the TV side where you're where you're almost getting at more misses than than hits when you start thinking, okay, you know. Uh, things aren't things aren't well, from quite our as hot point of view, as we thought. Anyway, yeah, from, from our point of view, different people will see those shows differently. The ones hey, man, yeah, I, there's I heard people some... in there that their favorite show that they've done in Star Wars is Book of Boba Fett. So I know. Okay. I, I've I've heard yeah. some people say uh, season three of Mandalorian is is the best, and I'm just like, what? guys, they really, get checked for tumors in the head. Take, but, um, uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm 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 really struggling with that, considering how kind of good some of the previous stuff's been but you know there will always to, be to each their own yeah um but it does it, it brings us into into the discussion of of you know what what does come next we know we've got ahsoka coming up uh 
it was even said summer of this year, and now there's a, a rumor, I mean, Cam. We, we kind of even knew probably August, right? So that yeah. that's the truth, that we, we kind of knew it was coming in August. But there was, there was an actual date appeared on Disney Movie Insiders, which is a Disney page. And someone noticed the other day there that Ahsoka was listed as August 31st. That has since been deleted. Um, put out a, you know, we're recording this ahead of time, you know, and excuse me. But for when you guys are watching it, so maybe by the time you watch it, I'll have written that story, which I'm, I'm writing after this and, and putting it out there. Um, and um, you know, lrmonline.com, connect, and um, you know, there's a link on there, but the link doesn't go anywhere now. But you know, from what I'm hearing amongst the community, um, that's what it said. It said August 31st. However, what I would say is that quite a lot of people within the kind of rumours sort of part of the industry as well don't really believe that that is necessarily the date and that it may just have been a placeholder mm-hmm. for a start August 31st is a Thursday and outside of May the 4th which was a Thursday this year and we had a couple of small things that dropped on May the 4th we haven't really ever got Disney Plus content dropped on a Thursday um, it's been it was always Friday then it switched to Wednesday and now we've had the odd Friday again well, Mar- Marvel went to thir- Thursdays with did they, did, when did they go Mar- to Thursday Marvel uh, oh, to, to separate I don't remember if it was Miss Marvel was the first one or not but I know she She-Hulk definitely was they I eventually split they eventually uh, split Star Wars and Marvel stuff apart which is smart it really is. So who knows? I mean, I guess, I guess it could be. Who cares? It's going to be sometime in August anyway. I think. I think once you get, if they're saying summer, once you get to September, I think it's hard to say that's summer now. No matter if you're in the northern hemisphere. Technically, 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 I know. I know. Through, but, through know, September twenty-first, right? I know, yeah. and it depends. Not where I live. I'll be, no. I'll, 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 September you got some, what it, is it you have here, latitude man. or you have longitude on us which one is i don't know is, the cold uh, one anyway <laughs> the murky we don't got a lot of daylight um and we got a lot of daylight north, in summer north but we, we don't got a huge amount of daylight in the winter and by september it's starting to shift and then the yeah. nights are getting kind of as we would say in scotland the lights are fair drawing in <laughs> no anyway Besides Ahsoka coming up, uh, there's there's other things. We know there's going to be a, a Mando season four, and we're yeah. going to talk a bit about that later on with some uh, ri- other writers strike related uh, mm-hmm. Star Wars news. But something a little bit further down the road is a, uh, a Dave Filoni movie. Something that mm-hmm. has been rumored. We've we've discussed on this on this uh, podcast in the past uh, the idea of a Mando verse movie. Uh, and people um, posited a long, long time ago, you know, the idea the the culmination of event could somehow include Thrawn once it was realized, you know, Ahsoka would, would become a part of this uh, world and things like things like that. To be um, fair, LRM Online kind of revealed all this first at any yes. about two or three years ago that this was the way, not necessarily yes. that it was going to go into a movie. I will say that. We didn't know that. That was purely no. speculation on our part it's at that point. Pure speculation. But, uh, but we knew uh, this was all happening at, at mm-hmm. some point. Anyway. Yep. Anyways, uh, we, we got the Minimum Assad thing wrong. That didn't pan out, but we got a lot of other things uh, correct, including Thrawn's, Thrawn's casting and uh, anyways, um, 
Dave Filoni, Filoni has uh, recently confirmed Thrawn will be the main villain of his Star Wars movie. Uh, and uh-huh. that came via uh, Empire, said, hey, there's a lot of uh, factors go- uh, going in, especially playing with a character like uh, Tim- Timothy Zahn's uh, Thrawn. I want to make sure that I'm honoring ideas that Tim had. Uh, 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 does he? Uh, when asked if he sees Thrawn as the main villain, he said, definitely in my eyes, yes, or definitely in my eyes. When uh, Zahn wrote Heir to the Empire, Thrawn became this very iconic villain. Because he was different than anything we'd seen before. He wasn't another helmet-wearing, lightsaber-wielding bad guy, you know. Uh, Of course, he's uh, referencing Heir to the Empire there, which uh, we got another rumor, this one coming via My Time to Shine. The last thing was an actual quote. This is uh, a rumor, rumor, but it's something that we've kind of seen them going to uh that the movie feloni is doing it will be called star wars heir to the uh to the empire um whoops and i've got the wrong window up there you guys go uh there's the heir to the uh the heir to the empire uh rumor from my time to shine cam i am of course a huge uh eu fan uh die hard i've i've actually read the heir to the empire trilogy three times in my life and listened to the audiobooks once uh i read it uh i read the original i read the books originally when i was in middle school so you know you're talking 96 97 uh 98 and then um uh I read them again in, in, I think, high school or something like that, and I've read them once as an adult, and then I, I checked out the audiobooks, because why not? Uh, which were great. Uh, Mark Thompson does the, the voice work. Really good production value. I If, you're, if you've never given audiobooks a try and you like Heir to the Empire, I highly su- suggest it. It's actually a really, really good, good production. Um, and that's the audience, not just to camp. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I genuinely just don't listen to audio books because yeah. it's too slow for me. Uh, mm. I read much faster than than what you get. But it, it's kind of cool with the sound effects feels, and the I get and the production yeah, yeah. that you almost don't need it to go. I tried. I did try it once. I tried to listen to an audio book of June, and I got okay. about a chapter in. And just started reading it because uh. you know <laughs> it get, was just too get slow. on with it. <laughs> yeah, it was just too slow for me. Um, so while I while I love it and all, one thing I I realized a long long time ago back in 2015 is that there was no way to use Hamill, Fisher, and Ford to do an heir to the Empire adaptation. Uh, not, going into not you know Disney the, maybe. The, the 80s yeah the 90s you could have done something in the 90s easily um but you you got to this you got to this this point where they were just they were just too old and i was like you know i as much as i would love to see my eu adapted you would have to start at the vong uh age wise and i don't want that and now i'm scared we are going to get vong uh one day um but Mm -hmm. uh but uh uh i realized that you would have to do something different uh, I did realize that the EU was a rich, uh, rich source of infor- information, a rich source of, of inspiration. I won't even necessarily I mean, information. You, you noticed that, but there's someone that didn't seem to notice oh, that no, no. for a long oh, time. I mean, the person that said that, that oh, we don't, unlike Marvel, we don't, we don't have, have any, any source material. No source, or, no, no source, source material. material yeah. None who, who was it said that? 
Kathleen Fracking Kennedy, man. Oh, yeah, um, so I I never wanted them to try to necessarily adapt it page for page using the the characters and and we're not going to get that of course we we can't no. get that there's so much in 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 heir to the empire the the books that you you can't fit in into this so we're going to get an an adaptation here's here's my issue with this though cam one it's pandering it's pandering to people like me who who have been screaming at the top of our lungs you guys are are ignoring stuff you should have been you you could have marveled this yes you no matter what and even even calling this heir to the empire you're gonna piss off some purists okay even if it's good you're gonna piss off some some purists okay if it's good i'm gonna say it's good and i'm gonna and i'm gonna enjoy it if it's crap i'm gonna say it's it's crap and i'm not gonna not gonna enjoy it but it's not going to be based on my desire to see air adapted page for page. It can't be. No. Okay. Uh, but it's it is pandering, and it is if it if it isn't good, it waters it down more. You know what I'm saying? So I've got serious concerns. Uh, see, I think that's kind of looking at. There's a negative both ways there almost though, and I don't think that's necessarily true. See, I wouldn't say it's pandering. I think it's more just like the studio finally waking up to a better way of working. Um, because as you say, Marvel basically have taken this formula and 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 became experts at it. So, you know, we even have movies that are named directly after famous comic books, but if you go and read those just famous comics barely... They're not similar. that similar. Yeah. There's just that. Civil War, a prime, general, prime example. It's, a, it's an idea. It's an inspiration to start mm-hmm. a new story off of. And that is a good idea. That's how and they, they should have treated yep. the EU from the yes. start. Because our timelines yes. were out, we couldn't yes. do... Um, not in the 20, 2010s anyway. By mm-hmm. that point, it was when Disney had got a hold of it. It was too late to, to adapt the EU at that point. So we knew it. It kind of had to go, but I kind of wish they'd just thought, right, let's adapt some of these ideas a little bit more. Actually going down this route, for example, instead of the ill-advised sequel trilogy would have been far more exciting would have been to fans way, if they had said, well, we're actually going to adapt in the Empire. But yep. because our actors are all out of ages, we're actually going to set this further in the past yep. and we're going to do it in a different way um, because, you know, we can't have a young looking Leia in hand running about the place. So we're going to get different characters and we're going to use Filoni's Rebels characters, which all existed by that point, you know, and I think it would have it would have sold to fans they would have went with it you know i honestly think and then given them more time to say what do we do next for the future just give yourself that time you've made this money lovely money's come in and now you've got the time to set plan what do we do next as a proper kind of new trilogy or something like that instead they they tried to market it as seven eight and nine and that's that's where the the problems you know ultimately come in I'm yeah. kind of pumped for this idea, to actually, because I think Dave Filoni is smart enough to say, well, he knows what will work and what fits and what doesn't. He's obviously a fan of those books himself, you know, Star mm-hmm. Wars nerd growing up. I think he'll try and take the basic elements and, and give us a similar story, but we just different players. Um, I mean, Ezra could basically be the look. Um, you've got these could be. Jedi, the Balon and Shin. Yeah, that could be Chorus both. And, you know, you could have the Mara Jade character. 
But then you add in people like Ahsoka and Sabine into the mix and, you know, <laughs> and Mando and Grogu and, you know, we're starting to get something that's very, very different from, from any yeah, of the, the I don't, stuff that we had on page. I don't think, I don't, do they try to maybe amalgamate someone into Mara? Sure. Do I think we get a Mara Jade? I actually do, but I don't think it's going to be the Mara, Mara Jade we all think. I think they could uh, get an idea. Because I think it, there um, wouldn't need to be a connection to look for me. The connection should be but that, maybe Ezra. What, may, maybe. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to be Luke and Mara. Yeah, I think we're going to yeah. get a Mara. Uh, they might even not even call her Mara Jade. I think we'll get a potentially a red hair, red haired character inspired by by Mara. But we're well, not going to get the character we're because not gonna, that shin looks like almost pink hair to me. But I mean, maybe I'm, I, I'm looking I, at it in the scene. Maybe they amalgamate Amara into one of the other characters, like you said, using yeah. Ezra as the as the Luke stand-in. But uh, we know that there's dealing with clones. We know that Luke's hand has been seen in the comics. Uh, there, there's a lot of things to to bring in uh, uh, the the Luke clone even. Uh, even if you have Ezra face down the Luke clone and you you don't bring in regular Luke as the hero, there's there's things that they they could do. Uh, the the deep fake technology for for Skywalker's face and the euthanization haha of his voice of Hamill's voice to make him mm. sound uh, younger is all getting better each time yeah. they they use but it. I actually think it would take um, away from this film if they if they throw Hamill and a de-aged Hamill in as the as the savior at some point. No, that's what do I'm you know saying. What I mean? You don't, I, I you don't, don't even have to. You don't. This film that's what I'm know. saying. They don't even have to. They could they could face just the Luke clone and it's Ezra in the in the main hero uh, 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 as the stand-in for the regular Luke Skywalker. That's what I'm saying. Like, mm. there is, there's a or way to amalgamate. they might even amalgamate. just not do a, a Luke clone thing. They, they might, might not you know, even do I mean, a, a Luke clone. They might just go clone. with the principles of, of Thrawn might be... taking over the Empire and building it again. Exactly. You know, that, and, and that's what my other... That, that was my other point was I don't think we're necessarily going to get the Talon card aspect of this at all the the smugglers side of 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 things which was mm -hmm. very very important for for all of that little stuff is what made the eu make star wars feel like this grand well, i mean he's got to find something disney has done disney and, uh, has done nothing like but shrink the freaking galaxy man they shrink it in time they shrink it in size they shrink they 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 shrink everything anyways Although you, Ahsoka you hit exactly is what I a brand new place of the galaxy, so this is as kind of opening it up a little bit. Yeah, to, well, we'll, we'll see. All hyperspace seems to be instantaneous these days, so um, you can get across the galaxy in a matter of, of minutes, it seems. Anyways. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. Your receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if you think the fun stops there the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Uh, um, you hit on exactly what I think they're going to do, which is the heir to the empire, but the Thrawn bits only, <laughs> which yeah. which could work really well here. But like it I said, what else it, Filoni does with the rest of the. If it if it if it's good and and that what you just said is is kind of like my 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 next fear. You and you and I differed a little bit, but we we both had some some agreements on the uh, the tone of Mando season three and the maturity level of it mm. seemed to dip dramatically at times to becoming a live action rebels cartoon uh however <laughs> remember Filoni was least involved in all the mando series I, of that one because he was prepping ahsoka and the previous waiting, three he was more involved in where totally. i'm waiting to see ahsoka that's what i was gonna yeah. say but i am I am concerned still a bit, even for Ahsoka, uh, because we saw the reactions to stuff like Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, versus um, uh, uh, and and certain cameos in, in Mando season three, like Zeb or Zeb, right? That was his name. Zeb was Zeb, in Mando Zeb, season yeah. three. Yeah, Zeb, yeah. Uh, I... <laughs> You can't. Do you blame me for having concerns about about whether or not this will end up being a Rebels movie? And I don't mean just Rebels as in, well, in characters. No. I mean Rebels as in, in tone. Because because it kind of has the Rebels sequel. So I, if you're again, not, not, I'm not talking Rebels. characters. I'm not. I'm not talking characters. I'm talking tone. Yeah, I'm talking still, childish. You can imagine why there would be a fear that you would move. Yes. From okay. Okay. That cool. 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 Yeah. 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 The same thing with the same Ooh. characters doing the same type of thing. What I would say is, so yeah, that I'm, as I've got you concerns. Watched Rebels. You don't like the animation. The animation's irrelevant when it comes to live action, right? But actually, there's a lot of really dark shit going on in, in Rebels. Um, some of the darkest stuff that we've actually had in Star Wars in many ways um, happens in Rebels um, so if you, only, if you gotta it get... excited me when it got dark at that point mm-hmm. and if it keeps that tone in this show then it will work for me and the trailers so far don't look like a flashy they don't i don't know but then neither did mando season three trailers so you know it's hard to say from trailers yeah and here's the way i i kind of look at it you know if someone walked up to me and they were like let me punch you once and you get a hundred bucks i'm gonna be like you know what i could take a hit for a hundred hundred dollars you know i'm willing to make that that trade if someone's like, let me hitting. punch you, hold on, let me, it does kind of depend on who, who's hitting, but let me punch you 10 times for that same hundred bucks. No, <laughs> my, 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 my body's worth a bit more than that, buddy. That's what Star Wars is like for, for me right now. Like the, the cost <laughs> of the good in, in rebels or, or the clone wars is not worth getting through all the, all the punches in the face. I, I get so tired of hearing 
man, you got to just get past the first like three seasons, and then it's really like two and a half seasons. Then it's really, really good, and right, it's that's like Clone Wars. But oh. I think you could probably, if you watch Rebels just for season two, you'd probably find something to enjoy. But after you get any a few episodes, you go, like, "This isn't too bad." You know, I don't like this, but this isn't too bad. And then as it goes along, my only and I've told you about it. I didn't like the world between worlds. Yeah, right. I oh, it's because it's a dangerous thing to introduce time yeah. travel and stuff and they, with Star they don't Wars. Go too crazy with it in Rebels. Yeah. But I just didn't like it, um, and yeah, I wasn't the, too the keen on that storyline specifically. But the other stuff that was going on in Rebels was actually quite interesting, especially with regards to sort of Palpatine and how much you see of him and what he's kind of doing at that period. You know, was was something's interesting to me as well. So. I don't know. I never. I could never uh, uh, get past uh, how awful beer tasted enough times to uh, acquire the taste. So maybe it's just not in, in my nature to uh, learn to like things. Um, I I hope it's good. I I really do. But I I worry that I worry that this could water it down. It does. It does feel like pandering because if if this had happened maybe before. Uh, if this had happened sometime uh after epi- like immediately after episode 9 or between 8 and 9 like if if some if this had come earlier but it feels it feels so much worse because they've ignored it they've pushed it down they 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 cut it out they they everything they possibly could while fans some wanting page for page translations i didn't that doesn't make sense Others like me who are just like, at least acknowledge it. Or, hey, Disney, here's a really, really smart idea. Since so many things I've, I've, I've talked about before seem to seem to have eventually found their way into your, your business plan. How about you continue on the uh, Legends line? Uh, how about you let uh, the uh, Sword of the Jedi books be, be printed? What would that hurt? No one thinks it's connected to your stuff anyways. It's free money on, on the table. Seriously, you should really sort Sword of the Jedi at least that. Um, that being said, uh, um, I, I worry what it, what it kind of does... It, it, I already said that part. It, it, it just it doesn't feel right, man. It feels, feels more like fine. Finally, you guys win. We we get it. We finally get it, and we're we're gonna. We're, and it's it's like no, man. It, it doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. You know. I hope it's good. Though. I'm, I'm fully open minded for it. This is the first time Filoni's been able to build himself up to the point where he can actually make something himself. Um and. And he's kind of saying, right, let's do this. You know, let's let's choose these ideas. This this is good stuff that we shouldn't leave yeah. on the floor. I mean, there's no. I mean, as long as we don't get a get one called Dark Saber, um, you know, which is <laughs> one of my least favorite EU books of all time. But you could even yeah. do a Marvel approach and start taking storylines, you know, and and turning them into something new. For example, what Rogue the, Squadron. The, the Daisy Ridley film um you i mean i'm thinking jedi academy we've talked about that before yep. kevin j anderson's jedi academy books i mean yep. why not adapt a similar approach you could borrow some stuff from it um some characters even but you know replace yep. look with ray and you know do all that and and there you go you've got a, you know and that's into the new new jedi order era as well which you know kind of fits in with the way the eu books went also 
Yeah, exactly. And you can kind of condense that that timeline a bit. Like I said, man, that when when I saw New Jedi Order, that's what made me say, you know, are, are we possibly getting Vong, which I think is dangerous to do. I'll look, guys. I love the EU, but like I like I said at the beginning, I have not been one clamoring for. You good? I need to take a phone call. Sorry about that. No, no, no problem. Car garage, um, my car's in the garage. Oh, uh, uh, I've I've been one that. I don't need the page for page. Hell, Cam and I have, have said multiple times, you could adapt Rogue Squadron right now, set in mm. the in the 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 uh, sequel trilogy era, right after Rise of Skywalker, where you just uh, promote everyone. Poe is Commander, Rogue Squadron. Wedge is, is Admiral. He takes Akbar's place since he's dead. I mean, you and you go and you're like, look, the the New Republic's idea of trying to uh, rotate power didn't work. We have to take Coruscant. And you go yeah. in and you train Rogue Squadron up for a season and they go and take Coruscant. There you go. There's a way to adapt source source material, Kathleen. Uh, of Rogue and it Squadron. would work better as a TV series, I think, rather it, than oh a God, movie yeah. as well, oh which is something God, that they're yes. playing with, and it, and it would work better. It just it, oh it's God. an idea. Just think about it. Is you know, because you want to, you're, you're not going to have every episode come out in X Wings dueling and, and getting into dog no. fights. That would be mm-hmm. your big setup. She would have episodes. It's just characters. Rogue Squadron is very character you know, driven. Bare, yes, you know, yes. Discussing the. Sh- Shit that they got Give it to, to me. and the relationships that they get into, you know. Give it to we've me. said it before, kind of like Battlestar Galactica. Yes. You know, and you've got all the politics that are going along yes. as well. Because they wanted to they the they wanted to use Rogue Squadron not just as a as the, the tip of the spear, but also as a PR stunt. So the Bottons wanted representation. Celestins wanted representation. They, mm. they, and there was politicking going on because you you had the military cats who are like, I don't give a frack who's in the cockpit as long as they're they're suited for the job. Um, and it was so, a bit slowly, yeah. methodically taken and dismantling the empire, which they could now do with the First Order. And as we mm-hmm. saw, the New Republic aren't doing a very good job post-Empire, which I think yep. they're setting up so that we understand. They should explain all this in the sequels, but anyway. Yeah, so we understand does. where the First Order actually came from and how it was allowed to come back. But we can't have that again. We can't go back round and just go circle, circle, circle. So, mm-hmm. you know, they need to do something different this time. And that means eradicate the First Order. And then mm-hmm. have a new galaxy with a new set of problems that need yep. to be resolved in a different way rather than, you know, yep. they're still going to be bad guys and yep. doing bad, bad stuff. And, 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 and that's, that's all it takes guys. I mean, there's, there's, there's so much, there's so much there. That's why I'm really happy about, uh, uh, the idea of Mangold's movie being set so far in the past. Mm. Uh, I've, I've no wanted baggage. Star Wars to get the hell away from the empire from Palpatines and Skywalkers. And I swear to God, do not, do not tell me that that name goes back that far. I don't want it going back that we do not need. <laughs> we don't need it. We don't, we don't. Um, yeah. Anything else on the air to the empire? Filoni Thrawn stuff. Now nah, let's talk writer's strike. Yeah, so the the writer's strike is, of course, affecting a, a lot of things. 
Uh, there was a whole kerfuffle dealing with, with Tony Gilroy uh, a week or so ago. Uh, Cam got involved in some of that, uh, and and I'm not. We, we don't need to get into into that particular uh, story no. too much. But the point is, is that the the writers' strike, even things that are are allegedly done, uh, have been written. Say Mandalorian season four scripts. Writers yep. strike because writers come in and make minor minor corrections and things like that, and people not wanting to cross picket lines. Production's shutting down, guys. That's part of what the whole Tony Gilroy story is about. If you want more information on that, LRM on online. Yeah. Uh, Cut uh, long story um, short, he, he hasn't working on Andor anymore. He's not been on set since uh, a yeah. certain date. Um, but someone did accuse him of, of kind of being a scab, which was after the date he'd already stopped working on the show. But unfortunate. But then that person probably didn't have the relevant up-to-date information in the first place. There, um, there you go. But, um, you know, there are other issues that have arisen as well. Mando season four, because like I said, even though Filoni said, hey, I wrote the scripts during, you know, uh, production Favreau. three or whatever. Uh, Favreau, thank you, Favreau. Uh, again, because of how things are connected and, and the process that scripts are usually never actually done until they're filmed, until that scene's actually done being It's the filmed. famous thing they tell uh, us, it's never finished till yeah. the day before release. You're constantly watering things yeah. all the time, uh, whether it be editing or script right up until the days we, of filming. Yeah. We could see season four of, of Mando being, uh, being delayed as yeah. well. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy also recently confirmed that uh, uh, Taika Waititi's Star Wars script is uh, not written and there's been no third act turned in, I'm guessing, as far as like a treatment phase or, or something like He hasn't figured out yeah, how, the, hasn't how to finish the, the movie. Finish the story, yeah. yeah. So what it, what it, what does all of that that mean, guys? Uh, it, it, it means uh, there's... <sighs> Star Wars and Disney are going to be hurting for for a bit, depending on how long it takes to settle this this particular uh, rider strike. You this is what annoys me about these strikes as well, Kyle, and I said this in a piece earlier on, and maybe I'm naive, right, and I'm ignorant of the process, but what's going to happen at the end of this? The writers are going to get what they want or a reasonable deal, aren't they? And then they're all going to go back to work again. It they, always happens. But not the really the, the two... The suits have to play this game when they don't give them in and it goes on and on and then eventually they give them a deal and they go, oh yeah, we'll accept it. There'll, there'll be a deal. Just did that right away. There, there'll be a deal, but here's the thing. Um, it is a war of attrition and the last writer's strike ended up with the writers getting some stuff, but nowhere near what they, they were demanding because True. the big suits can afford the war of attrition they can afford the product they can go to reality tv they can recycle documentaries you have people that can rely on on huge back catalogs of <clears throat> stuff that they can license out run reruns that that advertisers will eat up you start thinking of like children's programming like a, a teen titans or amazing world of gumball endless reruns of of that right and it makes ad revenue the writers if they're not writing they're not making anything Mm. They get their royalties off of off of past things, but they're yeah. they're striking be, for the purpose. Maybe only the yeah, more successful writers, and, and right. it's not and really striking the because the, it's the problem here, is it? It's and the, they're striking the because guy, the, you know. the royalties and stuff aren't necessarily enough. So no, I, based on the last one, I I don't necessarily think that they will get as much as as they were asking for, and especially See, in the economy today, just like. Just like 08, 
the, the economy was really, really bad. The last writer's strike started in 07, went through uh, 08, and I can't remember how bad it, it, it had uh, been getting by the time the writer's strike ended. But economic times will cause the writers to bend before the uh, studios. That's just business 101 <laughs> and history just looking at at history the writers have to eventually write to to work right unless they're willing to give up on on that dream in general um, and go uh, well, get other jobs it depends how willing they are to push it you know and, and how willing they how? are to have a standoff because eventually hollywood will run out of ideas if they eventually or they'll start but producing the, crap or the reality but man they're, they're, won't. again the writers don't you know, have the, except for the most famous, successful writers who who a lot ended up transitioning beyond writing, where they became producers well, and do, yeah, directors that, and things like and that. that. This is this is where those are the ones that can afford it. Those big guys to actually step up and say we're not doing anything. Either. Hey, I'm not. I'm not you picking know? a side. I'm. 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 I have no problem with writers uh, uh, getting paid fairly. I. That's not. I'm not standing against them. I'm just telling you what re what reality yeah, is yeah. as far no, as the war the war of attrition here. The studios can continue to make money for a while. The writers really can't. And like I said, the economy's in a shitty situation right now for for everyone. Uh, and and the writers more so than the studios. And that's that's going to be the biggest factor right now. That's it's just like last time. They're just staring each other down and and and. Unfortunately, there's a whole of a lot more resources for the studios to uh, subsist on. Than we're definitely going to get like a, a gap, aren't we? Where we're not oh, going to yeah. get anything for a while. It has yes. to be the case because I mean, Andor's not really able to kind of do what it's needing to do. There's several Marvel shows. Daredevil got shut down due to yep. uh, the writer's strike right in the middle yep. of its production. How long will it take for that to, to kick off? And then they can't oh, really yeah. get all these other things started. So we've got, in terms of Star Wars, if we keep to that, we've got Ahsoka and we have um, really skeleton crew in the bag that were all mm -hmm. filmed before the strike. Yep. So it's now just editing. So they're, they're fine to do that. That's fine. They're fine to do that. Um, For now. For now. There's there's threats that of would be up Director's to... Guild and I, I mean, uh, that, directors, that's of the course, thing. I mean, somebody in, like Filoni, who's also a writer, could say, I'm not going to do any more yeah. editing on, on Ahsoka. I don't know. Um, it's all it's all weird but um but yeah but anything else starting after that just seems to be you know wait and see at the moment yeah. which is strange because we keep i mean we're running news and it's so and so set up they've scheduled a date for this you know like you talk about what was that film like ghostbusters has got a schedule yeah, yeah. the new ghostbuster film has been filming away you know what's going to happen with that is that just mm -hmm. shut down or is that still filming and, that was filming in new york until last not week only as that, far as i know a lot of them will continue on with as much photography as they can using uh uh you know b teams and stuff like that uh alternate directors or, or whatnot they're called um they'll film footage yeah. for for, for quality, establishing they'll film anything well. and everything they can that doesn't require a writer on set but eventually you run out of that or yeah. you you run out of of things to film on that location and you you can't do anything else without the without the writer. It it sucks, guys. It it really does. Um, but business is very very 
uh, very, very nuanced. And, and a lot of people don't even understand why some, stu- and I'm not, again, I'm not taking the studios side here, but a lot of people won't even understand, well, it's costing them more right now. They're, they're losing out. Not necessarily. You guys are, are only thinking of that particular aspect of the of the studio's bigger picture okay so this show being off air they're losing x amount of of revenue they could have paid writers x amount more money but now those writers getting x amount more money over an extended period of time there's more math to it again not taking the studio's side i'm just saying that i'm definitely logically you know to me the right logically and numbers wise that's their mentality that writer spirit you know that it's it's if without the writers you don't have drama you don't have stories it's them that make um, it um, i don't disagree i do visual, not disagree. it's a combination of all these people together but if you know if all the directors said we're not directing anything else nothing else would get made and yeah you know they seem to have more power and yet you know a director's only ever as good sometimes as the as, as the script that they, that they pick be, and the yeah. best directors go and choose the right script now how they put it Absolutely. together is the, is the talent you know yeah so you'll get a different pro if you give steven spielberg and let's pick two really good people if you pick steven spielberg and martin scorsese and you give them the same script you would get a different film at the end oh, of yeah. it um For so sure. there is more to it than just the story but yeah. without the story you don't get any film at the end of it because Martin Scorsese is not a writer and neither Steven Spielberg so nope so uh, but when it comes down to the mentality and where the starting points are for, for the parties you, you sh- everyone should take time to kind of understand where, where both are coming from what makes this one incredibly hard to, to cope with is because each each studio currently has a different breaking point. Does that make sense? Like each studio yeah. right now is in different various levels of of uh, uh, in danger. And <laughs> well, I mean, in danger financially and and things like that. Uh, I shouldn't well, say in danger, well, but how much money they've got stake? Exactly. So some some in. are more willing than others to give to give more or or less. Um, and and I'm not even saying that necessarily some of the ones that want to give less have a really good reason but i'm saying that there is a a logic to it there is a bottom line point and here's the last thing i'll say on it as uh uh jammer and jonesy were were talking about uh david zaslov's uh pay and whether or not that could have funded the the gap in loss uh that streaming Mm -hmm. took uh it wouldn't have he earned a total of 47 million dollars in uh and earnings from from the company stocks and everything combined last year uh the streaming loss last quarter was over 250 million dollars so no even taking 100 percent of zaslov's pay wouldn't result in covering losses for for hbo max uh uh streaming losses that being said you could take the majority of the c-suite pay itself and not fund the losses for Disney for Warner Brothers like business is difficult ladies and gentlemen and while yes no one needs needs necessarily needs 47 million dollars that they would be fine on 46 uh, or whatever you're still not going to make up for it the <laughs> like it's it's nuanced guys that's all I wanted to say um anyways cam 
Uh, I'm starting to hurt, so I'm going to wrap it up. Is that cool? You got any, right. any no. other final things? No, 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 no. That's <laughs> the most important news that we've yeah. covered. Uh, it was a lot of fun, guys. I, I, I miss doing these, uh, so hopefully we'll be back on on uh, schedule then again without the writer. <laughs> without the writers, there might not be a lot to I mean, discuss. You know. But you can find a lot more content here on the Genreverse because we cover everything you guys can imagine in entertainment, especially Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast right now. Uh, anime content coming all over the place, coming all over. That sounded awful. Coming out. Anyways, I, like I said, I'm in pain. My brain is starting to malfunction, guys. Lots of anime content. Check it out. Uh, reactions, reviews. If it's not a reaction video, you can uh, find the podcast up on all your favorite podcast apps and of course uh written articles uh reviews uh celebrity interviews and more at lrmonline.com anything else cam no i'm good all right guys may the force be with you Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.